0: Um, let me let me talk to you just a little bit. I'll give a little preface to the message today. Um, I was there in Ghana, I believe, and uh, and the Lord just put this on my heart uh, to share from the book of First John. And so I would like to do uh, a series of teachings from the book of First John um, uh, over some period of time. Uh, John is very. Uh, sort of unique among the disciples. So don't worry about your uniqueness. Um, Don't feel like you're the odd person uh, always, uh, because John is very unique. He obviously loved Jesus, and he had such a love relationship with Jesus uh, that I think he gives us some insight into the heart of the Lord that the others give, but not in such fine detail. So we, we all have our ministry and John's ministry is to show you the very heart of God, and to show you the heart of Jesus Christ. Uh, so I was uh, uh, just very keen to share with you on on uh, the uh, the uh, love of God through through uh, Jesus Christ here today. I've entitled a series, "He Loves Us," and uh, you may ask yourself, well, "What does that do for me?" I know He loves me, but what about my bills or? Or what about my relationships? I know he loves me, but I would like for you to open your hearts up to the word of God. I want you to open your hearts up to to just receive the word and trust the Holy Spirit. Don't try to screen everything and don't have a lot of preferences. Well, I like it given to me this way I like. Just whatever God wants to give you, accept it and accept it in the way he wants to to give it to you. Uh, He has made me a, a preacher teacher. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach it, I'm going to teach it, I'm going to drive it home, and I'm going to uh, reiterate, reiterate, reiterate. Um, I, I decry the comments of my English teacher when I was a kid saying redundant. I just almost hate that word. I will hardly ever, ever use it. Redundant. So I'm not going to be redundant, as it were, but I'm going to reiterate. All right, I think, I think, re- <laughs> I, I think redundancy is, sort of carries a negative connotation. So if I say the same things over and over, I say he's not redundant; that's he's reiterating. Right. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit here today. Uh, in first John, first chapter, the first ten verses we will look at today. And uh, if if you don't get enough on the, in the first service, you come to the second one. First, uh, we we want to talk about fellowship with God. So it's very very important to fellowship with God, just because you're in the same room with god or a building dedicated to god doesn't mean that you're having fellowship it does not mean that you're having fellowship at all and i would like for all of us to be better uh every day of our lives when we travel around the world i think about you so so much because my heart is that each of you would be better and i do know that god has has given you something that each one of us can be better but if you are a a like a a a spoiled child who only wants to eat what you want to eat, you'll never really grow up really healthy. You, you will never be healthy. Um, I, n- I remember my mom making us eat vegetables. And don't tell me, I, Mama made me and I still don't like it. No, you should have had my mom. Because my mama made me eat them until I like them, you know. And so my heart is that is that we just keep feeding you until you just start to really craving uh, this deeper relationship with God and this amazing fellowship amen, with God. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, and so, thank you. So uh, here in John chapter 1, uh, John says that, which was from the beginning. By the way, let me just, I, I just kind of always want to tell you too much probably, but whenever the scripture uses that, I've found it am- that to be very interesting. Just amazing what, the, the loads of, of information. And when we say information, don't despise that word. Uh, some things are just information just, or just stuff thrown out. But when I say information, I'm speaking of that which comes from God, which ought to inform you. That is, you are, you are now educated. You are led out of a type of spiritual ignorance into something really good. And so when I say information, I'm saying I want the Word of God to take form and shape in you and to be be realized by you to be the Word of God. Uh, He says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the Word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness... And declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. And then he goes goes on to say that which we have seen and heard we declare to you. That you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that... Your joy may be full. And, and uh, verse 5 says, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And not only do we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Amen. Wow. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So I wanted to go ahead and read. I normally don't read that many scriptures without uh, having a lot of comments on them. But I wanted to read that because I'm not going to be able to get to everything that I wanted to share with you today. John talks about, in the beginning... Uh, that which we was from the beginning. What happened, John? He says, which we have heard. So he's speaking not of, of Genesis. He's speaking of John. I always say John, John chapter 1 is our Genesis. It's the new creation's Genesis, uh, John chapter 1. And so he begins with this amazing statement that that which was from the beginning, and what he is doing is he is confronting heresy. That which was from the beginning, that which, uh, which God gave to us through his son Jesus, we heard him say these things, which we have heard. We heard. We were there in the room or on the side of the road when he said them. And so everybody else who has some new knowledge is wrong, That's what John is saying. See, so you and I are living in a day when there's a lot of wrong stuff being, being served, and I find people lapping it up. You know, I've told you that uh, growing up in my home and my mom being a great cook and, and uh, I, I just always knew good cooking and good food. And, and uh, uh, I was, as a, we were kids, we were little bratty little kids. I didn't know it at the time because we only wanted mom's food mom's food. But some of us, we just lap up everything on the internet. We lap up everything on, on, the, on the TV, on the radio. We lap up everything in books. And sometimes we are saying, this is good stuff, I'm thinking. wouldn't touch it. I want you to really hear my heart. But John is telling them, no, no. We got this from the mouth of God. We got this from Jesus. We heard him say it. And if God says it, you don't need really anybody to, to comment on it. Amen. Really. Amen. I mean, whenever I'm preaching generally, if you really watch, much of the time, the, the majority of the time, I am, I am explaining scripture with scripture. And some and some people say, "Well, I need something more practical." You need something more practical than the scripture that God has given you. You need somebody to say, "Well, God speaks." And then they say, "Okay." In other words, this is what He means. I, I'm being very serious. I, I don't. I, I used to say that. You know, in other words, read the say In other words, no, I don't want to give other words. I want to give God's words. God's words were anointed. And if you to, would search the Scripture, you'll find that God said it that way, and he said the same thing using different words. But you're, you're not free to give your other words. Are you with me? It may be challenging to you, but it, after a while, you'll enjoy it. And he says, so we have heard. Then he says, that which... We have seen with our eyes. And, and then he, he, he compounds it by saying, which we have looked upon. So we it with our eyes and then we looked upon it. it it's sort of, uh, you know, using two words that mean similar things, but not exactly the same thing. And he says, he says, we saw with our eyes, we've seen with our eyes, and we have looked upon it. So he is doubling down on the fact that they were eyewitnesses of Jesus Christ and what he wanted for the church. And then he says, and not only that, now, I, that's pretty good. But he says, and our hands have handled, we touch God. I don't know if that ministers, but we touch God. And you and I have come together and been congregated by God, been assembled by God, to actually have this kind of experience with God in the Spirit. In the Spirit. We have heard Him. We have seen Him with our spiritual eye. We have looked upon Him. And we have, as it were, handled this uh, Him. Concerning the words of life. John 1 1 tells us, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, so John is consistent in his report uh, of his testimony and in his witness. And then he, he goes on to say, The life was manifested. Um, and we have seen and we bear witness. We, the life was manifested. This eternal life, this uncreated life was, was manifested, was revealed, was made known. And he says, uh, we have seen, we bear witness. Now we, are, we can be called up by God to witness. So when God calls us to witness, it's not just as it were telling somebody something that you have not experienced. You know, sometimes I, I, I'm not sure that we really understand what witnessing is. John is saying what witnessing looks like. It's what you have—you have heard, you have seen, you've looked upon, you have really handled it. You have a relationship with that truth that you're speaking, yeah. and that way, then the devil can't tie you up. Yeah. He says that, that he's born, he bear witness, and he said, declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. So John talks about Jesus Christ in an amazing way. Now, I want to be, as it were, relevant to you. I want you to be able to take what I'm saying to you. What I'm saying to you is that this is your best defense against heresy. It's what I'm saying, to know the Lord, to know the Lord. You say, but I, uh, I, I, don't, I, I know the Lord, but I can't pay my bills. You know, uh, That's more important. It's not more important. If you really know the Lord, the Lord will provide necessary things. This is what he says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then the things you need will be added. So you don't have to seek to pay your rent. You need to seek God, and God will give you a job. Right? God will give you a job. Young man a number of years ago uh, was saying to me, Pastor, I can't find a job. Can't find a job. Can't find a job. Can't find a job. And I was praying for him. What's wrong with this guy? can't find a job. And I said, Lord, help me. He said, go tell him he will, uh, uh, he will search, he will seek a job, and he will search for a job. And No, he said, you will, he will seek a job and search for it anyway. When you, when you seek me with all your heart. Okay. No, no, it's not the one I'm talking about. But I, I, I'm talking about, thank you. But no, how you will search, you will search for me and you will find me. Yeah, thank you, Pastor. You will search for me and find me. So he says, he, tell him he will search for a job and he will find a job when he seeks for the job with all of his heart. Yeah, thank you. And so I gave him that. So I'm saying to you, you will search those things. You will search out God. You will seek God and you will find what God wants for you when you do it with all your heart. God will take care of those matters. And so Jesus said to the disciples in Luke 24:39, he says, "See my hands and my feet that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have." He says you don't you, you see that I have. In uh, Acts 10 uh verses 40 through 43, uh, the writer luke tells us that god raised up jesus of nazareth on the third day and showed him openly but not to everybody and he didn't show him to everybody because they had rejected him so he only showed him to those who had accepted him and so you and i have accepted him we have accepted god that's why we can see him in everything right we can see him in everything. we should not be as the world you know the world Uh, learns in a different way. And before Christ, we learned in a different way. We memorized and we did all those things to learn. But I don't think we learn quite like that. Sure, I I study. Sure, I read. Sure, I try to commit scriptures to memory. But I learn by just receiving. It's almost like you just, you, you can open yourself up to the spirit of God and more can get into you than you can even repeat. And sometimes when you're in trouble trying to remember a scripture, after a while it comes to you. All right, that was his joke. And so God raised up Jesus, didn't show him to everybody, but witnesses chosen before by God. And then the writer says, even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. Even, us, we ate and we drank. And so there is a reality that you and I experience when we are here gathered together here in this place. There's a reality that some or looking for something almost secular because we have been sort of programmed to that, but but there is a reality that comes to us by just sitting here that we are receiving the word of God in our spirit, man. And you are better when you leave than when you came. And this is what he is talking about. Peter goes on to tell us in Second Peter chapter one verse six: For we did not follow cunningly devised fables. So, so there, there, some of our children when they leave here often often t- say this to our children, please don't be angry with me, but I say to our children when they leave or go to university, I say, you're getting ready to join or go to a godless society. And I know that people will, will misunderstand because they, they don't let me finish. There is so much ungodliness in the system, the whole system. There's so much ungodliness there that sometimes our children will go there and allow that stuff to to speak into them more than what we've been preaching them all their life. Amen. That's what it is. You know, our children, can I just be, uh, really, if I don't get to it all? And I want you to be different. We can bring up our children, we love them, we teach them to love God, and some of them, are, uh, or too many of them, will go off to the world and do the polar opposite. You don't do that. You know, if, if God says that... that, that uh living with somebody before marriage is wrong you don't do it and say but i I feel like it's okay you know if if god says you don't use uh uh, marijuana just because it's legal you don't use it because it's legal you 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 don't use it because god doesn't want you intoxicated wants you to be sober i don't see anything wrong with it well you haven't seen jesus as well So you, you don't, you don't leave, leave here and then, and then, then try to have a, a, a relationship with God. It doesn't work. This is what John is saying. You will not have a fellowship with God if you do your own thing. Right, I mean, we have it. it this is in so many areas of our life. I would make some of you really angry if I really got into that. Yeah. Brother said, make us angry. Brother said, make us angry. Brother, I feel like I'm on the school ground. I feel like I'm on the school ground now. Go ahead, push him, shove him. You know? <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah. But this thing, this thing has, has filtered through, it's filtered through in every area of our lives. We can't talk about anything as Christian. We ought to be able to talk about everything. I told you, I used, I used to say to my children, I said to my spiritual children as well, I would say to them, You can say anything to your daddy, just be respectful. I say, say it right. Say it right. My grandchildren, anything. You can say anything to me. Just say it right. Just say it right. I want you to say it right. Be respectful, and we can talk about anything. But when I say it to my spiritual children, "We we we can talk about anything. No, we can't. I can't tell you how corrupt and polluted our thinking is when we... When we are out there working around in the, in the world, in the, in, the, in the city or whatever, uh, and whatever your job is, I cannot tell you how stinking our thinking is. You'll be mad at me. But I'm going to tell you one day. Luke Luke writes, those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the Word, deliver them to us. Now, what what Luke tells us, because there's always somebody who has some new knowledge, and and they know something that God, you know, hasn't told the rest of us. And so so Luke says that those who uh, from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the Word, deliver them to us. Here we can do, as Christians... Uh, that You can have a pastor, let's say, for, for example, you have a pastor, he, you know, he loves God, he, he's gotten to be 60 years old, and God calls him on a 40-day fast, and let's just say we know somebody like that, and, 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 and then when he, when he gets off the 40-day fast, he comes and tells us something that disagrees with our political stance, and we're mad at him. Or he tells us something that disagrees with our a view of sociology, and we're angry with it. But well, we tell, we, he tells you something that God showed him while he was 40 days not eating anything, you know, and not, not one morsel. But we tell him that God, God doesn't like a particular thing, and we're angry with him. We, we, we believe the devil's lie that, that we are the problem. It's those fundamentalists that are the problem, those radical Christians, they're the problem. No, we're not. We're the salt and the light. Yeah. That's where we are. Yeah. Yeah, so fellowship, you can't fellowship with God if you have different interests than God. You know, some of us sit in church, we've got different interests than God. We never ask God who who we should vote for. We never ask God, well, what do you think about this situation? Because we've made up our own mind. I was there one time. Yeah, I was there one time. I was there one time. We, we think, oh, I already know. No, ask God. You, you may not have the same interest as God. I have endeavored to have the same interest as God because I want to fellowship with God. I, I endeavor to have the same interest as you because I want to fellowship with you. I can't tell you everything that God is telling me because you'll get mad and won't hear anymore. I'm not talking about everybody. I'm not like that little girl that came into our house who was talking about everybody in the house. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not everybody. But you know what I'm trying to say with you? So, so I want to have a fellowship. Uh, we must share the same interests. Paul uh, tells us that, we, that God's purpose and desire for us, all of us, is to, is to come to the same mind and have the same heart about everything. Now wouldn't that be scary? The world would be messed up. But I tell you, it's, what I did this morning, I, I, uh, uh, Nathan has been v- very generous with me. We, you see me with Nathan a lot. It's not because I love Nathan more than I love all of you. It's just that he's got a big truck and he gives me rides. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? Guys say, hey, 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 Pastor. Hey. It makes me feel like i am you know, got a soprano voice. <laughs> you know? You know, hey, you need me to give you a ride? I, I'll be over there and give you that ride. You know, but but anyway, I, I got in the vehicle with Nathan early this morning, and and uh, he was talking. He had it, he usually had it on the Holy Spirit series, but he had it on God is Light. I thought, is this Lord? This is not, this is almost scary, you know. God is Light, and this is what I was wanting to talk to you about. God is Light, and because you and I, if we don't, if we're not on the same page with God, we're, we're at church. We're not fellowshipping. We we're not sharing. We don't have that cornelia. We don't have that. Now listen, to what John says here, he says uh, in verse four: These things we write that your joy may be full, full joy. That that means that there's nothing else you can get in the joy, full joy. That your joy may be full. John fifteen eleven says, "These things I've spoken to you." Jesus is speaking that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. uh, Chapter 16, verse 11. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. It seems like to me Jesus wants you to have so much joy that you can't get anything else in you. That's what he wants. And, And you and I, we are better for it. I know people who just knew the scripture and they went out in life and were much more successful than those who knew a lot of other things, so to speak. Though no, he wants you to be full of joy. First Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. He says, Whom having not seen you love. So we have not seen him without natural eye. Though now you do not see him yet believing, you rejoice with joy. What? Inexpressible and full of glory. He said, So you and I have joy that is inexpressible and full of glory. So joy means that I have come. I have delight when everything is falling apart. I'm better. I'm okay. Then I remember, yes, you can have that. It means cheerfulness. He says, I want your joy to remain. What does that mean? I want it to stay in the place where I put it. I put some joy in your heart. And my God, Jesus' desire is that the joy will stay where he put it in your heart. It would, it would be, you would rather live in a state of calmness of serenity, that you would abide there, you would continue there, you would dwell there, and you would be full. And and so that word that comes from the the Greek word means to cram the net. Yeah. So he wants you to be full, literally crammed in. He wants you to be like, in in the country we used to say, fill it to the brim. Remember that? Fill it to the brim. We wanted that Kool-Aid running over at top. That's all right. We, we want every little bit because if we don't get it, both brother's going to get it. Yeah, fill it to the brim. And so God says, I want your joy filled to the brim so that when your political candidate lose, you don't feel like you're going to kill yourself. I'm talking about because we're going to have a, a, this campaign and stuff. It's, it's the insanity, I could call it. It's going to be happening. And you don't feel like, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't feel like that. You, don't, you know, something happens. Somebody says something. Ugly about you, and you just devastated. Yeah, so go, it's going to come. Oh, yeah. They talk ugly about me, oh, yeah. and you just yeah. And, and my wife, and yeah, my wife says, and she's very nice. She says. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> so I know where Mariah gets that from. Now, and I'm not, I'm a nice lady. Yeah. So it means to fill up anything that's hollow. You know hollow? Yeah, yeah somebody So to fill up that which is hollow. So God says, I want my joy to fill up any hollow place in you. If there's a hollow place in you, God wants to fill it up. All right? All right? All right. So, okay, let me hurry up. I've, I've been hurrying. Yeah, but some more people are going to be driving in here in a minute. Okay. So he says, this is the message which we have heard from him. Notice how John keeps coming back to that. And declare to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. So God is light. Therefore, to walk or to be in fellowship with him, we must walk in light and not in darkness. As we walk in the light, we will regularly confess our sins. Now listen, it doesn't look like this. I'm, I'm sinning. You know, say, let's say, no, no, I'm not sinning. It's an example. So, so the person is sinning, and you, there's something you, you've done. Maybe you've made a decision. Maybe you've made a decision to, I don't know, be with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You know what I'm trying to say? Amen. Okay. And you have made a decision to do that, and you say, well, Lord, I'm sorry. But the next day, Same. And Lord, I'm sorry. The next day the same. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, it's suddenly, suddenly you'll come to the conclusion it's okay. You know, God loves me just the way I am. Well, what he is saying is here, that's not true. He says because you, you confess your sins, and the, when you confess your sins, you allow the blood of Jesus to cleanse you from the unrighteousness. So the blood of Jesus cleanses you. You don't have the blood of Jesus there. You just go dive in with the hogs and then get out. The blood of Jesus cleanses me. Dive in there with the get, with them another day. That's not the way it works, all right? Okay. And so when he says God is light, he means God, this relationship with God, makes manifest. So Jesus was God manifested, revealed, uncovered. He was God in visible form. He was um, uh, the, the very essence and reality of God. And so light, when we talk about light, we're talking about what illuminates, what brightens things, what reveals things. And so you and I know that when we're in the presence of God. By the way, without light, you cannot see. And so if you say to me, if we're preaching the truth of God, and you say, well, I just don't see that. Oh, you're in darkness. Yeah, you're in darkness. In that area, you certainly are in darkness. And it could be indicative that you're in darkness, in greater darkness than you realize. It's amazing growing older. Growing old is wonderful. If you're growing older here today, you're somebody growing older. Of course, if you're living, you are growing older, right? (laughs) But if you've reached older age and you're here today, you're better than you were before. If you've been listening, you're better than you were before. But it's a terrible thing to get old and, and just be stale and don't know anything. All right? Am I too rough? Uh, listen, he says, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie, and we do not practice the truth. So you don't need somebody, a special word from God. If you're saying that you have fellowship with the Lord, you walk the darkness, you're walking in darkness, you're not doing what Jesus has required, you say you're, 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 you're not only lying with your words, but you're a living one. Yeah. Man, that's, that's tough. I mean, this is right out of the word of God. As light, God reveals his holiness to us. So what is light? So God reveals holiness to us. How to comport yourself on a daily basis. Even if you have a workplace with all kinds of ungodly people. He says, no. It's how to comport yourself. Wow. There's so much more I'd like to say. But let me just say this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. To cleanse us from all unrighteousness so I, I would like to just say to us today, as I must stop today, let's walk in the light as he is in the light. And then we have fellowship with one another. A lot of the reasons that Christians don't get along, and I imagine, imagine if you've ever lived for, as for Christ at, at any length, you find that sometimes you can't get along with other Christians. Sometimes it may be the person in your house that it's very difficult to get along with. But I know that we can just have uh, differences but at the same time, if we are really living in the light, then we, 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 are, we may disagree, but we don't become disagreeable. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't want to kill somebody because they disagree with us. And we don't have to make everybody agree. There, there are two sides to every coin, every legitimate coin. And if, and if you, I always see the thing that you see just like you see it at this particular jun- juncture in our developmental process, it may be something's wrong yeah. because we're growing to recognize, okay, I'm looking at it from this perspective, and I see this. Oh, you do? Well, what do you say about your perspective? I see such and such. Now we got the whole. We're thinking alike in everything. Amen. That's what that looks like. When we talk about seeing the same thing, having the same mind, we're not talking about being mindless we're saying that God may be showing you something and showing me something, they are compatible. And so when I believe and trust you, I'm fellowshipping with you, I'm walking with you, I'm in step with you. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, well, this is what I'm seeing too. And let's bring them both together. That's what God wants. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet.